one minute. We're back. This is minute 74. This is the actual OK Corral shootout sequence. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined as always by my good friend, Joe. I'm here, guys. Uh, just going to try to keep things calm. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I, I'm, a, I'm worried a shootout might start. I, I was just thinking, had I, have I said the, the minute number previously in these ones this week? I don't know if I did. People will be so confused. No, they won't because they're staring at their phone right now, and it says the minute. All right. Oh, listeners, I hope you you you've oriented yourself if you were confused. Um, <laughs> the, this minute starts with Wyatt. The last minute kind of ends, and this one starts with Wyatt's. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, and then we have we have the actual shootout. Um, I tried to take really good notes on everything that happened in order so we can kind of know who's shooting who. I also tried to do a tally of how many kills each guy got and gave up almost immediately. Okay. So how about this? How about I will go through. Oh, wait. You actually, like, did it? Yeah. I got got tired and was like, my (laughs) – I should (laughs) – you are I lazy. should take a well. I'm not lazy. <laughs> there's just so many. Uh, I actually spent like ten minutes on, it, but there's so many where it's inconclusive. That's that true. Like it's a waste of time. Okay, so let's just go through I'm what lazy. happens. God, I almost swore for the first time. <laughs> lazy go, Joe, go screw yourself. <laughs> lazy Joe. Um, so the first shot that's fired, and this is in dispute historically is actually Wyatt, it looks like, on here. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It does seem so to he, be. So he fires. But but based on the, the 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 way it's filmed and edited, the Cowboys are the first to draw their guns. Yes, and everyone sort of fires at the same time. It's not Wyatt's fault that he's the fastest. That's a good point. So he, he fires, and he hits one of the McGlory brothers. Um. And then Billy Clanton gets shot, and Ike runs to him, which <laughs> Billy, Billy, <laughs> Ike is a is a tour de force in this sequence. Yes, he is. Um, Doc, then I think he kills McGlory, brother. Ike yells that he is unarmed, and runs up. I would call it more of a shriek. Yeah, <laughs> he, he shrieks. Um. Before he runs to Wyatt, we see a close-up of Morgan, and he is entirely out of his element. He's a little shook. This thing's things got real, real fast for Morgan. Yeah. Um, and but he he holds up way better than Ike does. Let's that's true. Uh, so then Ike runs up to Wyatt. Wyatt says, "Get in the fight or get away." Um, which is like an interesting thing to say. Like, hey, either you take a gun and fight, or you get out of here. <laughs> like, maybe just tell him to get away. No, I, I think uh, it's a cool line. So yeah. then Ike then gets out of the way, dot, dot, dot. He later enters the fight. <laughs> <laughs> he, because he finds the only guy in Tomb so more cowardly than he is. That's true. That's true. So he jumps into the photography studio with Bien, who's hiding, and a half-naked Josephine, who's hiding behind the mirror. <laughs> um, Virgil is shot in the leg by a McLaurie brother. Good thing he already had that cane with him. <laughs> Good point. Why did he have a cane? I don't He's know. old? Yeah. It's um, a phallic symbol. Oh, there you go. Billy Clanton shoots Morgan. Wyatt and Doc then 
absolutely <laughs> they, light up they Billy Clay. Billy like eighteen times. He gets shot so many times. Um, Ike grabs a gun and from Behan and starts shooting out the window, screaming his younger brother's name. Yes, Billy. Doc takes out dual pistols. Now this is when it gets really cool. He takes out dual pistols and starts shooting into the window, um, which is awesome. Exactly, which is a good segue to my first question. Are you ready? Or do you want to continue or something? That, no, that, that ends the minute, right? Yeah, that ends the minute. The only thing okay. is I, I didn't have in my notes. Is this Does the horse thing happen here? With, uh, when, yeah. I think it does. Yeah, yeah we're, that's, that's near the beginning. Yeah, he spooks the horse with the shotgun up in the uh, up in the air, and then gets. That's when he kills McGlory, brother. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Go so, ahead with your questions. Okay. Do you think that Kurt Russell was upset that Val Kilmer gets every cool moment in the entire OK Corral shootout? I do not, and here's why. I've been listening and reading a lot of stuff uh, about. Kurt Russell and Tombstone and you know because I think maybe we should since we're doing this podcast Um, I guess it it does sound like everyone including Val Kilmer himself will talk about how much Wyatt or how much Kurt Russell when sort of he sort of overtook this project and you know rumor is he sort of ghost directed it I don't know if he ghost directed it as maybe like ghost produced it and had a hand in directing Kind but of took a leadership role. To he took a leadership role. I think that's undisputed. Um, there's still talent behind the camera that I I don't think is is necessarily him. Um, but he does talk a lot about working with the actors and and trying to do a lot to make sure this movie wasn't about wide Earp and about the supporting characters as much. Like he wanted he wanted like Doc Holliday, Ike Clanton, Curly Bill, Johnny Ringo, like all the, Morgan Virgil it's to sort of be an ensemble piece more than anything else. So I think in that respect, he might've even, you know, gave some lines. So it's kind of crazy really that they, the way that they shoot this okay corral sequence, like he doesn't like his one moment. Once the shooting starts where he really gets the attention is when he scolds somebody for being a coward, (laughs) Ike, but doc gets the, the wink to start it. He gets the, the, the sequence where he spooks the horse mm-hmm. and then somehow shoots uh, three shells out of a double-barreled shotgun. <laughs> then he uh, then he kind of invincibly fires at Ike through those windows and shoots about 35 bullets out of uh, two six-shooters. Like he, I- he becomes like a, basically a superhero in this sequence. And the Earps, two of them get shot. Yep. And one of them... Is just kind of annoyed about the whole thing. Well, he gets shot. Yeah. Well, I will say there. I think you're right. There is a way that historically we're so unsure uh, of what actually happened during this, yeah. but we do know that Morgan got shot. We know that Virgil got shot. We know that Billy Clinton or Ike Clinton was fine, um, and that the other that Billy got killed, and so did the McLory brothers. We actually know they don't show this. I was going to save this for ne- for next minute, but I'll I'll, I'll do it now. Um, Doc Holliday was grazed. I don't think we see that, but he does get grazed in this as well. So there is a way you re you redo this entire sequence where 
it is wide as the hero where kind of everyone gets affected except for the cowards that run away and you know why it's the only one standing there like like bullets can't penetrate him you know what i mean um and they don't shoot that way i mean that you could have shot it similar to um when in uh pulp fiction they don't get hit by those bullets right where there's something like they're just you know a greater force (laughs) yeah um I, I think that's interesting that that you're right. The the hero here, the guy who gets gets the most done is is absolutely Doc Holliday. Yeah, he gets just all the cool hero shots. Um. Yeah, that's it is really fascinating. Um, and it works right. Like Doc Holliday being it, anyone who watches Tombstone, the character you talk about when it's done is not wide Earp. Yeah. Now, just imagine if somebody less charismatic than Kurt Russell played him. Yeah, he'd be. I, I think mean, that movie's he'd be, called Wide Earp. Yeah, well, I, in a way, but then there's also no one like like Val Kilmer to steal anything in that movie. Although there are a lot of good actors in that one too. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting because we we've already talked about this quite a bit. We're, we're almost an hour and fifteen minutes into this movie, and Wyatt hasn't done all that much cool stuff, really. Well, we we saw him fire a gun finally at a person. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like at this point in the film, I'm still like um, invested in him as a character. But I think it's mostly because I love Kurt Russell, and you know, I'm going to the movie theater. I'm like, awesome! The guy from Big Trouble in Little China, and Escape from New York, and all these other cool movies I love. Now, now he's gonna play Wyatt Earp, which is like the you know, if I was a teenager or older at the time and had gr- grown up with those John Carpenter movies it would be like a dream come true. Oh my God. I can't even imagine how excited I would be. Yeah. I I mean, also like, I think this, you, I mean, we, we st- we watched all those John Carpenter films like when we were in college or high school, like way after they came out. Yeah. Way after this movie came out. Um, but can you imagine being like 20 years old, you know, you were born in 73 you, the Carpenter films came out when you were a teenager, and and then you read in a magazine that Kurt Russell's playing Wyatt Earp. I, well, I would have been, been waiting outside the movie theater, and then you go and see it, and for an hour and fifteen minutes, he's mostly just disappointed in people. <laughs> well, I I'll say two things in that. One, I think this is a movie that actually, if you time shift it to coming out twenty years later, does much better. I think internet buzz around this would be exciting. Which it didn't have in in ninety three, obviously, um, because yeah, what he, you just yeah, said, yeah, um, I, and also all of uh, the, the movies he did with John Carpenter would have done much better too. Yes, um, the other thing I'll say is I think as we've gone through this minute by minute, we realize how important those Johnny Tyler sequences are in this movie because that is the five minutes where where Wyatt kind of flexes his muscles and, and, and shows those sort of like hero qualities that we look for. Yeah. It, he buys himself a lot of, a lot of time with that. Yeah, he really and, does. And I which, mean, and it pays off. It still doesn't pay off for a while. Actually in this scene, he he's very calm, very steady and holds his own, but you don't come out of the okay corral shootout like thinking about him. You know, that reminds me. I had recently seen a um, there's this website called um, it's actually called uh, Helping Writers Become Authors, and what one of the things they do on this, and I'll we'll include this link, but 
they um they kind of discuss the story structure of a movie and then break it down on, on how it fits into these things. So Yeah, you sent that to me. I, I did read it. I didn't um, respond to your email because I'm lazy as you early early. <laughs> oh my god, I just made up a word. I said early early. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. in their story structure, and I'll let's kind of discuss this as we get through. Um, this would be the second pinch point. Um, this OK Corral. So uh, I'm just gonna go through this. I think it's interesting. One, the inciting event is the Earp brothers and their wives arrive in the Silver Boom Town of Tombstone. Um, this is when Wyatt enters the story's world, um, and he you'll love this show. He repeatedly and emphatically rejects the call to adventure. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Three yeah. people proposition him to use his skills as a lawman, but he wants nothing to do with his offers. He's there to make money and settle down. Uh, wants nothing to do with the main conflict. Um, well, yeah, first it's plot a very, point. Like, it's a very Kurt Russell take on the hero's journey because all of his best movies is him telling people that need no. help to go pound sand. <laughs> yes. First plot point, uh, while dealing Pharaoh at the saloon where he's signed interest in a take, um, him and his uh, him and Doc Holliday first lock horns with uh, Curly Bill, and Doc declares that he hates Johnny Ringo. So he sets up that perfect, that personal enmity. Uh, and it says that this is a very slight plot point, almost non existent. It doesn't force wide into the main conflict of the second act so much as it merely hints at it. What I like about this, what we're reading, is it kind of is putting into words uh, more succinctly what we've talked about as we as we get to this point. Um, it works largely because of the pacing and tone of the movie, which slowly in, uh, draws out the tension as it plods toward the inevitably violent firestorm of the second half, which we're almost to. First pinch point is an opium-addled Curly Bill shoots up the town. The old marshal tries to take his guns away. Curly Bill accidentally kills him. Uh, Wyatt's lawman habits kick in, and he takes charge of the situation, arresting Curly Bill and staring down the Clanton brothers. Um, so that, you know, in, increases that animosity between him and the Clanton brothers. But he's still rejecting the conflict. Um, but he's being drawn into it whether he wants to or not. Midpoint is the conflict with the Clanton brothers finally comes to a head when Wyatt's brother Virgil, who took the job as a marshal, decides to enforce his new law that guns can't be carried within the town limits. Um, knowing his brothers are headed for a showdown, Wyatt reluctantly joins them and Doc and heads down to the OK Corral for the shootout. And this is sort of where the slow burn of the final half fully explodes. Uh, Wyatt gets his guns. He's got his abilities. He's a, tried to avoid conflict, but he's now he's in it. Um, he can no longer be reactive. He has to start taking action. And now we get to the second pinch point, which is where we are now, which in retaliation, the OK Corral. Um, actually, we're not at the second pinch point. That's a little ahead. We're, we, we've just gotten to... Uh, the beginning of the second act, I guess, right? We have the midpoint. The midpoint, I guess, would be this. This would be the uh, our uh, our shootout, the OK Corral. I think in that structure, it kind of really explains the slow burn of this movie well. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess like a slow burn is cool. Um, normally, pretty great. I I just don't. I guess I guess you know, and we've talked about this a lot, like how like nothing happens for the first hour, and and in normal circumstances I'm okay with that, but not when Kurt Russell's on the screen. <laughs> okay, that I find that extremely annoying because he could. We've wasted so many precious minutes where he could be a cranky badass, and that's disappointing to me. But I mean, w w we get plenty of it afterwards. 
I, I guess. Maybe it makes it more We get enough, and that's why I like the movie, is, is it does provide enough over the course of it. And Val Kilmer saves it in this uh, hour plus leading up to it. I mean, this is sort of the op- this is sort of the opposite. You you have to decide where you you know we talked about is Kurt Russell mad how Val Kilmer gets all the great moments on here by making it an ensemble piece as much as he does it gives us these great characters that we talk about so much but it also means we have to wait longer for our, our Kurt Russell moments yeah but they they are coming pretty soon and I enjoy all these other characters quite a bit um, yeah me too Otherwise, do you have anything I else doing this podcast. On this minute, we, you know, we, we could, it's up to you. We could do our choose your own adventure now, or we could save it. Depends. Why don't we just do it tomorrow? We could do it on a Friday. Can we do that? Yeah. There's no law against it. What is the FCC going to shut us down? Well, maybe Virgil put a law up against it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send him some single packs and then it'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it at the end of the episode tomorrow. Um, all right. What, what, I mean, the shootout's great. Still going. We continue it tomorrow on, uh, on minute 75 and, uh, we'll be back. Yep. Thanks for riding with us, everybody.